Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Wow, wow, wow. Let me look in my Bible. Let me look in my Bible. Have you understood what you have been reading? Oh, yes. You need to go back home again and read again. Let Amen. me go to the, Amen. to the Amplified for me here. That's the picture of the perfect you. And I know as you're reading, you are thinking to yourself, mm, some of it doesn't sound like me. I disconnect. <laughs> Amen. Love endures with patience and serenity, which means that you have to be patient with people. Even if they rub you the wrong way or they say the wrong thing. And if you say you must be patient with someone, it means they are doing it over and over. They have done it for a while. So the Bible says, be patient with them. Endure, but endure with patience. You know, sometimes you can endure, but have no patience. So you can be busy doing the work of God. You know, I can give an example of anything. Don't think that I'm thinking of a specific person. So you can be busy, for example, running a Bible study group. But every day you complain about it. But you're doing it. But for years you're doing it. But it's hard for you. So every day you're complaining about, you know, how people are late or some of them didn't do the right thing or they didn't bring so the Bible says you endure, but you are also patient with someone. If you are patient, it means you are enduring while you are kind at the same time. You know, you can endure while you are, you are, you are blasting people off. Amen. Because it's annoying in you. You know, you can endure while you are, you are, you are giving people the peace of your mind, but you're still enduring. But the Bible says, no, you must endure with patience and serenity. Amen. Love is kind and thoughtful. Prophet said something once, which I'll never forget. He said, so many problems in marriages would be fixed if people were just kind one to another. Amen. I found that very profound. Just kind. Just speak kindly. Just be nice. Say the same thing, but be kind. If the person has come back from work tired, be kind. Do the dishes for them. Cook the meal for them. Or order, I don't know, McDonald's. Say, put your legs up here. Be kind. Amen. Sit down, you're tired. It will cut off half of people's problems. Oh, yes. If they are just kind one to another. It's the same thing in the house of God. If you are just kind, you speak the same thing but kindly. You say the same words but kindly. You see somebody struggling, you are kind. You help them. Can I do something? This is love. Amen. Can you see the perfect you? Can you see yourself speaking kindly to people? Speaking kindly to your husband, to your wife? Can you see yourself saying, can I help someone? Being kind to someone. Someone is tired helping them. That is the picture of the perfect you. 
Love is not jealous or envious. Love does not envy because somebody has got something better than what we have. Unfortunately, or I call it fortunately, there will always be somebody better than us. Can I say that again? Unfortunately, there will always be somebody better at something. There will always be a better mother. Somebody you think is a better mother than yourself. There will always be somebody who you think is a better father than yourself. There will always be somebody with a better car than what we are driving. There will always be somebody more beautiful than what we look like. There will always be somebody better. Are you hearing me? The Bible says we must never envy nor covet what somebody else has. And I think it's like that so that we may, we may learn to improve ourselves. Because if we were the best, ah, how would we improve? Amen. Imagine if you are the one who is the best at everything. Imagine. Is the world going to improve? You need to see somebody else and target. Oh, yes. And say, I can be better. Oh, yes. I can be a better mother. I can be a better Christian. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. Can you see the, per- the perfect picture of you? You see somebody better, you even praise them more. You tell them, this is good. I love this about you. Amen. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. I love this about you. That's love. It's not jealous. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Love does not brag. So even if love knows that I am good at this, love does not brag. Love is not proud. Proud is a very subtle thing. Very, very subtle thing. The reason why people easily get offended, most of it is pride. They are proud. So if you correct a proud person, they get hurt somewhere inside. Not because what you said was not true, but because their pride has been hurt. Oh, yes. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. I remember, I learned this lesson from my own self. I remember a while ago, while we were in Townsville. It's a while ago, okay? While we were in Townsville. I remember that day, I had to do something in church, and I came late. And um, somewhere on the road, we had met a procession, which they had said day before, you know. But um, I never actually checked to know that that road would be closed, but it was closed. So I waited and waited, and the time came. I know things are happening, and I'm not there. And we are just waiting until that whole procession went. It was for the V8s in Townsville. There's a time they do the V8s, and then people will be outside to see the trucks. I didn't know it would coincide with my time going to church. And we couldn't turn around, so we had to wait there. So when I got to church... Many other people were late for the same reason, you know? The ones who don't plan ahead and look at all of these things like I used to be. So um, a leader came in front, and she began to talk about how people were very late that Sunday. And for some reason, I didn't feel good inside of me. And um, when I went back home not feeling good, I sat down to think, what is it that is making me not feel good? 
about what she said because what she said is true. I should have planned ahead. I should have known because church is very important. I was caught in the middle of the road. I couldn't make it on time. And she stood there and she was rebuking us for being late. Why is it that I didn't feel good? And I discovered it was pride. Come on, somebody. Amen. I learned it from myself. And the Lord showed me how so many of us, offense is a result of pride. And I said, Lord, forgive me. I said, Lord, forgive me. Because I was ready to, to even ask her, why did you say such things? Yes, amen. Because I thought I had been wronged, but I was not wronged. It's just pride because I'm thinking, why are you rebuking me? Well, why should she not rebuke me? What's it with me that I cannot be corrected? Come on, somebody. Amen. Are we in the house of God? Oh, yes. So next time somebody tells you, your leader in your team tells you something to correct yourself. Next time it hurts you, ask yourself, why? Was she lying? She was not lying. So why am I hurt by it? There are times at which, you know, things can be said the wrong way and people can be hurt. Don't get me wrong that I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But most of the time, people's reactions are just coming from within. Amen. Pride is very subtle. Next time you want to understand pride is when you have to say sorry to someone. Yes. Godiva. Come on, come on, come on. Godiva. If you have to say sorry to someone, that's when you understand what pride is. Because you always walk very quickly. But if you are supposed to say sorry to someone, your feet are so heavy <laughs> to go to that appointment. Amen. You always talk very fast. You can talk nicely. But that day you have to say sorry to your husband. You can't even talk. You can't even talk. You can't even find the right words. You, you're like, you, you, oh my God. That is just pride. Amen. It's a pride. You've got to break it. Oh yes. The perfect you doesn't care that you're putting yourself down. Women, I don't know, I'm a woman. I think women are the worst. Amen. I don't think women want to say they are sorry. I think women are always right. Come on, ladies. I think you're always right. You, he was the one who was wrong. He was the one. He's the one who was wrong. In that situation, you want him to say sorry. Come on, somebody. The perfect you has to learn to say sorry. Amen. Just say, I'm sorry. I did this thing wrong. I'm sorry. Come on, somebody. Well, men, let's not even talk. Let's not even talk. Men, men are always right. Amen. For a man to sit down with his wife here and say, my wife, I am sorry for this and this. Hey, sh that man is a man. Amen. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That man, that man is a real man. Hey, it takes extra strength. Extra strength, you know, to just tell yourself. They will be trying to use their words, you know. Hey. That is what pride is. Oh, yes. Because you know what? When you say sorry, you have just lowered yourself. 
but that's what God wants. Amen. Be humble. Humbleness is making yourself small. Amen. Making yourself small. Not other people making you small. That's humiliation. But humbleness, you make yourself small. And you make the other person appear bigger than you. Oh, yes. And you're okay with it. That's humbleness. It's a virtue that the Lord loves. I have learned in ministry that it's easy for me to be humble. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that I'm the best and that's why it's easy for me to be humble. Mm -mm. But ministry itself humbles you. Amen. If you will ever be in ministry, it will humble you. Because the day you think this is the best that I have done is the day somebody didn't like it and actually has walked away. Has walked away. So the moment you just think that maybe this, I have, maybe this has been good. No. That's when you see that somebody else judges it a different way. Amen. And so you learn to just be on the floor. You learn to just be humble. Amen. Because if you lift yourself, you will permanently be put down. So it's easy to, to walk the path of humbleness. To just be humble. I've always said thank you, Lord, to anyone who came in my face and told me things that humbled me. I said thank you. It keeps me humble. It keeps me humble. I always thank God because I always think I must always be in a state of mind where I always know that there is somebody better than me somewhere. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, somebody. I should never come into a, into a delusion of thinking I'm somebody. The Bible says, be careful not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to be. Rather think yourself low. Rather put yourself low. Rather let the Lord lift you up. Oh, yes. Can you see the picture? Humble yourself. Wherever you are, be the one to serve. Humble yourself. If you serve, you will be served by others. Amen. But if you seek to be served, it will not happen. It will not happen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Woo! Oh, yes. Hallelujah! Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. It does not brag. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not rude. Ah, tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, agapetos. Neighbor, agapetos. Love. Love. Is not rude. Is not rude. And let's say it again properly. Say, agapetos. Agapetos. Agape. Agape. Is not rude. Is not rude. Do you know what it means to be rude? To be rude is actually to do things outside of the norm, of an established norm of how people live in harmony. You know, there are some people who can easily, in, the, in a group of people like this, just erupt because they are angry about something. They can do that. They can stand up and they can say this, that, 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 and they can walk out and they can bang the door. It's rudeness. 
It's rude. Amen. Love is not rude. You contain yourself for the sake of not to be rude, for the sake of love. You contain yourself. You contain your feelings. You contain everything. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes. There are others who just speak regardless of how it will affect anyone. Amen. It's rude. Can't just blab anything anyhow. We've always got to think, what, how is it going to affect the person? That's love. Love is always thinking about what it will affect, how it will affect the hearer. Amen. There have been times when, you know, we are having a conversation with someone and the situation happened and, you know, they did something wrong, which I think they did something wrong. Now, when we are talking about it, there have been situations where I have just ended up telling them how good and perfect they are, telling them how I was the one in the wrong by not understanding them and letting them go because I want them when they are gone, what they are thinking is that I did not, they should go feeling good. Because sometimes I have thought, even though, I'm, uh, even though I can tell them the wrong they have done, depends on the situation, all right? Amen. It depends on the situation. Sometimes just for the sake of keeping the peace, instead of me making them go feeling guilty because they really did this thing wrong, sometimes the other people, it's hard for them to get over themselves. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I see this one will not get over their, their wrong. It will affect them. So sometimes I just make myself to be the one in the wrong. It doesn't matter. Amen. It doesn't matter. You know, even in marriage you can do that. You can just make yourself to be the one in the wrong. And just let the other person go. But if they are thoughtful, they will come back to apologize and say, ah, ah, you were actually not wrong. It oh, will be yes. like, no, I was the one in the wrong. No, I was the one in the wrong. Amen. No, I was the one in the wrong. No, I was the one in the wrong. That's how it's going to be like. Hallelujah. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. You know, people who are self-seeking are the ones who it must be their way. If you try to discuss something and their view was presented, but people were, didn't follow it, they will not come to the thing. They will not be part of it because it was not their view that's being moved forward. Amen. The Bible says what? Love is not like that. It's not self-seeking. It's not about me. I already mentioned, you know, the fact that other people I have heard, and, and you know, I, I deal with so many campuses. So I have heard things like, you know, they have not visited me. They did not talk to me. They did not love me. They did not call me. They did not what? You know, love is not about you. It's not self-seeking. So the moment you find yourself in a, in a cycle where you are thinking about me, me, this wasn't done for me, this wasn't, just know, this is not me. Just know that what? This is not me because I am born of love. Love is not like that. Correct yourself.
my God. It is not easily provoked. Amen. It is not overly sensitive and easily angered. Eh. Eh. <laughs> there are people who are overly sensitive, easily offended. When you are speaking, my friend, write your speech. Don't just th say things out of your mouth. You need to show them that, ah, ah, this is what I spoke. I wrote it before I said it. Because they get offended easily. The Bible doesn't say that people will never ever get offended, which you can live about offense, above offense. But here it's specifically talking about those who easily get offended. Amen. There are some people who if you're in a group, you know if somebody is going to be offended, it will be this one. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes. There are people it's hard to work with. You don't want to work with them. You feel, you, you, feel you, 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 you have to move yourself aside and say, uh -uh, if this person is in this team, somebody will get offended. And you know who it is. It's not love. You are causing other people to all be on eggshells. You know, people have to walk on eggshells. Because, ah, she said this. Ah, she said this. So you have to think. Everybody in the group has to think. What was it that was said that was wrong that made her offended? Or that made him offended? Because nobody else heard it or got it. Only this person. And they are the ones who not only in one church. Before, they were offended in that other church. They moved to another church where they were also offended. Amen. And then they moved to another one where they were also offended. Amen. And then they came here, they are also offended. Something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. Come on, somebody. Oh, yes. Something is wrong somewhere. It can't just be you who is offended by everyone. If everybody offends you, then there is a problem with you. Amen. Oh, yes. Then there is a problem with you as a person. Sometimes as human beings, we don't sit down to do a stock take. We must, sometimes we must do a stock take to think, ah, 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 ah. come on. This is the third time I'm saying the same thing. Is there something I miss? Why am I saying the same things to people? Why am I always the one who has people have to apologize all the time? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At a Bible study group, I'm sorry to the same person. At church, I'm sorry to the same person. At a women's seminar, I'm sorry to the same. Why am I only the only person who people are always sitting down to apologize to? Something wrong somewhere. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. I'm enjoying this very much. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Glory be to God. Are you there on Zoom? Are you there? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the Bible says it does not take into account a wrong endured. Can we read that part? Put your name in there. That's 13 verse 5. And that's the end part where it starts with it does not take into account. Can you put your name on the it? One, two, three, read. Ali is not rude 
Ali is not self-seeking. Ali is not provoked, not overly sensitive, and easily angered. Ali does not take into account a wrong endured. Say to your friend, say Agapetos. Agapetos. I do not. I do not. Take into account. Take into account. A wrong I've endured. A wrong I've endured. Say it again to the other neighbor. Say Agapetos. Agapetos. I, I do not, do not take, take into account, into account any, wrong any wrong endured. Endured. Clap hands for yourself. That's a perfect you. That's us. That's Agapetos. Oh, yes. That's us. We do not take into account any wrong endured. We do not take into account. We don't remember it. We don't process it. We don't react according to it. We don't change our attitude towards people in line with it. We don't change our behavior. We don't take into account wrongs done to us. Amen. What a love. I said, what a love. Amen. That's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. Oh, yes. Remember how Papa was saying things you can just do like this? You just do like that? Yeah. They just slip off you? Amen. You forgive. If you have any problem giving up or not taking into account wrongs, one day just pray for those people. Actually, not even once. Just be praying for them. Mm. Sincerely before God. If anyone has ever done anything wrong to you, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. The first thing he ever commanded to pray for is pray for your enemies. Before he said any other things we need to pray for, if you go and see, what did Jesus say we need to pray for? Pray for your enemies is the first one. Pray for those who offend you. And he said, if you, if you are at the altar to pray and you remember somebody has something ought against you, fix that first before you even pray. So next time you are praying, say, this person, I pray for them. God bless their family. God bless their children. God increase them. God increase their ministry. God, God, please do not count anything wrong they have done on my behalf because I'm not counting it. Amen. Tell God that. Forgive them. The way Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. That will help you a lot. You'll be so anointed. I'm telling you. Amen. If you pray like that and you mean it, You'll be so anointed. Pray for all of them that do anything wrong to you. Oh, yes. It does not rejoice in injustice, but it rejoices in truth. If anything bad ever happens to someone, don't be the first one on Facebook to check what people have written about it. Don't be the first one to check on YouTube what people are talking about this person and that person. Love does not rejoice in such things. Amen. Love rejoices in truth. 
You know, there is a new form of gossip. And this new form of gossip is online, on social media. So if I want to gossip physically, I will go to someone who always has stories. And I'll say, have you heard about this and this? And that person will tell me. And I'll be there listening. But there's a new form of gossip where people go online looking for what people have said about others. And Agapetos has got no business doing such things. Amen. You hear something wrong has happened to someone. Don't go to check the information. What did they do? How did they do it? What happened? All the slander and all the things, they are online. Christians spend time checking out this man of God, checking out that man of God, checking out that friend. You know, on Facebook, they have now said they are single. You know how on Facebook people put themselves married and then they change their status? They want to know what happened. What happened? Huh? Hey, this person has just changed single. Are they divorced? They want to know. What has the other person said on their Facebook? They have also said they are single. Ah, uh-uh, something is happening. And people get entertained. Not Agapetos. Say, never. not me, not me, not me, not, not me, me. Not me, not Love me. does never rejoice in such things. Love rejoices in truth. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. Look for these things. What is God doing in the U.S.? What is God doing in Africa? What is God doing in Australia? All these wonderful things, think about them. Did you hear me? Oh, yes. The last one. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Everything else will fail, but love will never fail. Love bears all things. It believes all things. And so for the sake of the love of your, for your sister, for the sake of the love of your brother, you can bear some discomfort. You can bear a wrong thing here and there. You don't have to give up. You don't have to exhaust yourself. Remember, I said that love is so perfect that you cannot say that I have loved too much. Now I'm exhausted. Love never fails. The more you love, the more you become like Jesus. The more you become like Jesus, the more you love. So you have to just keep keep on loving people. People just need to be loved. Keep on loving them. Some of them, they are wounded from I don't know where things happened. You don't even know. Keep on loving them. Keep on loving them. Keep on loving people. The end of the commandment is this, that you love with a sincere heart. That's what we were taught by prophets. The end of the commandment. The reason for all the commandments. The reason for the 600 and something commandments. The end of them is to love from a sincere heart. Love and faint, never ending love and sincere love, meaning what you say. Are you there, somebody? Oh, yes. Have you seen the picture of the perfect you? I said, have you seen the the picture of the perfect you? Oh, yes. You never fail. You endure all things. 
You're not easily provoked. You don't think any evil. You are not proud. This is the picture that we are looking for. The Bible says in First um, uh, Corinthians 14, verse number 1, which I think should be the last scripture for verse 13, it says, follow after love. Follow after love and desire spiritual things. Follow after love. Follow after that picture that we have just seen today. Follow after that picture. Pursue that picture. Let that picture be your goal. But spiritual gifts, desire them. Desire them. But pursue, not spiritual gifts, love. Because Paul said, I will show you a more excellent way. If you want to get all of these things that are there for us, I will show you a more excellent way. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. You will have the spiritual gifts and you will be like Jesus. This prayer, I pray for you a lot. And I pray for myself a lot. And I want us to pray together because prophet has taught us that we can grow in love. Whenever I hear something has not gone right or people are fighting or some are offended, I go on my knees on this prayer verse. And I pray Philippians. I also pray Ephesians. There are other verses as well. But Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. So in other words, and this I pray, that your love may grow. Okay, we can read that scripture together. Let's read 9 and 10. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. One, two, three. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. That ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Right. Go to the Amplified Version if you can. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. This is always my prayer. When I'm in my closet to bow down my knees to pray for this church, I pray that we may grow in love because it's something that we can grow in. If Paul was able to pray for people, whatever Paul prayed is good enough for us to pray. Amen. So sometimes when you see something, don't lose hope. We are growing in love. Oh yes. And when we pray, things change dramatically. Dramatically. Amen. Amen. Are we in, are we in um, Amplified Version? We'll just wait a little bit. Media team are doing a great job. Amen. And they are having new people in there as well. Oh, it's a yes. big, big responsibility. Just give them a hand. Amen. Just give them a hand of thanks. Want us to read it in the Amplified together. One, two, three, read. And this I pray, that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth in real knowledge and in practical insight. Mm -hmm. So that you may learn to recognize and to treasure what is excellent, mm -hmm. identifying the best 
and distinguishing moral differences, and that you may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. You see what I mean? I say to the Lord, make me grow in life, that I may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. Because if I walk in love and I grow in that love, there is no law against me. I'm pure and blameless. This is a prayer that Paul prayed. So today I want you to pray that, all, that prayer for yourself. Say to the Lord that your love may grow and that you may learn to recognize and treasure things that are excellent. In other words, you may know how to act well, act in a more excellent way. Remember, there is an excellent way. In the same situation, there is different kinds of reactions, but there is an excellent way of reacting, which is a way of love. So that in every situation, you may recognize the excellent way and that you may be blameless until the day of Christ. So say, oh Lord, oh Lord, this I pray, this I pray, that my love, that my love, may abound, may abound, more and more, more and more, displaying itself, displaying itself, in greater depth, in greater depth, in real knowledge, in real knowledge, and in practical insight, and in practical insight, so that I may learn, so that I may learn to recognize, to recognize, and treasure, and treasure, what is excellent, what is excellent, identifying the best, identifying the best, distinct. Distinguishing moral differences. Distinguishing moral differences. And that I may be pure. And that I may be pure. And blameless. And blameless. Until the day of Christ. Until the day of Christ. Actually living lives. Actually living lives. That lead others away from sin. That lead others away from sin. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom.